One of the mainstream guys, most successful show is the morning show, which is in radio, the most important show because it brings in the most revenue. His name is Sid Rosenberg. Now, I've known him for a long time. He's with Bernard McGurk. You know Bernie McGurk from the O'Reilly Factor. And it's Sid and Bernie in the morning or Bernie and Sid, depending on who you're talking to. They are number one in the largest market in the country. So why Rosenberg is interesting is he's a former sports guy, okay? He, he was a big sports guy for most of his career who's now doing news. And apparently the people in New York like it because it's, again, the number one show. He has a new book called Citizens United with an S. That is extremely clever. Salacious spiels, stories, suggestions, and solutions to withstand a woke word world, Mr. Rosenberg joins us now from New York. God, I love Bill O'Reilly. I love him so much. That was taken straight from his show last night. Spin News, BillOReilly.com. Once the best, still is the best, will always be the best. One of the reasons why we are number one in New York, besides um, the talent we've got, is that Bill's here. Every Thursday morning at 8.40 when Bill comes on, our ratings go through the roof. I'm not exaggerating. It is a huge ratings grabber. And 9 o'clock at night here on this station, he gets great ratings here too. He is uh, just a genius. And last night, I had the opportunity to go to a Met game with Bill. He invited me. Not just to go to the Met game with Bill. He knows everybody. We sat in Steve Cohen's suite, the owner of the Mets. You can't make this up. Here he is, the all-time greatest, and a guy I dearly love, the great Bill O'Reilly. Good morning, Bill. You know, you did a great job as Mr. Met. People didn't know it was you <laughs> under the big head, but you were excellent. I, I oh, God. couldn't believe the moves you brought. Well, thank Mr. you. Met. Thank you. I've, I've been practicing for a long time. Uh, listen, that was really special last night. And then you got John Ledecky, he owns the Islanders, Ralph Macchio. Everybody knows you. And uh, to go to a game like that and to hang out at a place like that, Bill, that was really special last night. Thank you. You're welcome. And, uh, you know, this is what I'm talking about when I say that, yeah, we are, are concerned about the state of New York, the city, and all of that. And there's a lot of bad things happening. But the essence of New York is a community. And I've been here um, since I'm two years old. Uh, my parents moved to Levittown. And I've been lucky enough, and I worked hard enough, just like you, um, to bring myself to prominence. And I know everybody in the city. And and it's like a community. It's, and it's not – you didn't see any uh, attitude last night in Cohen Suite. There wasn't any arrogance. There nope. wasn't any of that, right? Nope. It was just regular guys watching the game. That's right. Gals. That's right. Exactly what it was. it was. It was a great vibe, and everybody loved you, and it was a great time. So one of the things I did yesterday when I was getting ready to guest on your show, No Spin News, is I watched you deliver the news of the day. And uh, you did a really good job, Bill, of explaining what a lie is. You talked about intent. And uh, this week alone, the top two people in the administration, Joe Biden, the president, Kamala Harris, the vice president, I think you'd agree they both flat out lied. Joe Biden lied to the American people about this ridiculous Inflation Reduction Act. And then Kamala Harris lied to the people telling us our border is secure. Is it fair to say that the top two people in power in this country both lied to the American people this week? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I was listening to your conversation with Monica Crowley earlier. Um, but there is a different standard of honesty among politicians. 
So it's not like they sit down and say, well, we're going to lie now. They don't do that. They basically say, we're going to spin now, which is how I made my career, the no-spin news, the no-spin zone. Now, on Biden's behalf, he doesn't pay close enough attention to what's happening in the country. He does, he's not engaged, all right? He goes and he does what they tell him to do, they being the White House staff. And so they said to him, go out and wear your little aviator sunglasses <laughs> and tell the folks it's not that bad. And tell the folks that you're going to make it better. And we've written a speech for you. And just read the speech. And that's exactly what Biden did. Was it absurd? Of course it was. Of course it was. The Dow's down 1,200. And he's going, oh, yeah, we're doing all right. We're going to come back. You know, it's like, okay. But he doesn't – did he know the Dow was down 1,200? I don't, I don't know. But there's a good chance he did not. Right. Now, Harris is a different story. Harris is basically – a creature of California politics, where ideology is everything, 100%. Not honesty, not problem-solving, none of that matters. It's ideology. Her ideology, progressive, is threatened by the border. It's threatened because the border is such a catastrophe. People are so angry about it that they're turning away from the progressive leadership because of the border. So she's just going to deny it happened. Going to deny it. Oh, no, it's, it's secure. Oh, no, there's no problem. And Corinne Jean-Pierre, the same thing yesterday. You know what she said? Oh, we're, we're stopping all the fentanyl at the border. Right. We're stopping it. Okay, well, that's a lot of solace to the more than 100,000 people dead last year on drug ODs, mainly from fentanyl. And there isn't a law enforcement agent in the country that will say the federal government's stopping even 10 percent of the narcotics coming across that open border. But Jean-Pierre doesn't care. She does what she's told to do. And this is a hallmark of the progressive left. It's the greater good that the greater good is that we have power. So if we have to lie, we're going to lie. If we have to try to destroy our opposition personally, that's what we're going to do because of the greater good. Interesting. Tell me about these um, uh, governors that are Republicans in this whole migrant battle. Governor Abbott, Bill O'Reilly in Texas, sending these migrants to New York City, to uh, Washington, D.C. Big numbers, right? Now you got Ron DeSantis down in Florida. He just sent a bunch of busloads to Martha's Vineyard. I'm laughing. Is it funny? Are they doing the right thing? What's your take specifically on the Republican governors? It's I don't know. Right thing, I don't know. Okay, I, I want to treat poor people in a humane manner. It's payback. So I thought that DeSantis went overboard when he put Mickey Mouse on the bus and sent him to Martha's Vineyard. I, I didn't <laughs> think that was right. Okay. Okay. Right. When he deported all the Disney World people. But they, the right, the conservatives, Republicans say, with the sanctuary cities encouraging all of the migrants from coming to the United States. Here's some payback. So, yeah, we had to deal with them because they snuck into our state, Texas, Arizona, whatever it may be, okay? So now we're going to send them to your state. Do I have a problem with that? No. 
I don't have a problem with that. It's called poetic justice. So you don't have any so, sympathy for like Eric Adams or Lori Lightfoot? Yeah. These people are crying every day, Bill. They're ruining our cities. We got to be nice to these people. No sympathy there, I guess. Well, be nice to them then. <laughs> I don't mind you being nice to them, but knock off the sanctuary city stuff. Right. Knock off. We're not going to um, uphold uh, immigration law, which is a violation of your oath, by the way. And that's what they're doing. We're not going to. We're just not going to enforce immigration law. And in New York City, we're not going to force any laws. And and as Lydia so eloquently ran down, every day people are getting hurt because the laws are not being enforced. And if you vote for Kathy Hochul in November, you are saying, I'm fine with it. I like that uh, 71-year-old women are being smashed in the face. I want more of that. I'm going to vote for Kathy Hochul. That, and you say O'Reilly's exaggerating? I'm not. I'm not. She could stop that with an executive order, and she won't. That's all you need to know. I mean, seriously, that's all you need to know. Let me ask you about uh, your friend, uh, President Trump, because I'm asked this every day, but I don't have the answers. You do, actually. Uh, is Donald Trump going to be indicted? Is it very, very close? Will it be because of the documents they seized at Mar-a-Lago? Will it be because of January 6th? Will it be at all? I tend to think eventually, eventually, They'll get him for something on January 6th, but it'll be something ridiculous, and it'll be, it'll be, it'll be fine. Uh, well, what do you, you know more than me. Will Donald Trump be indicted? And yes, if it is yes, on what? Well, this is all speculation, not fact-based, as my commentary usually is, because I don't have an entree into the Justice Department. But it looks to me like the document case is getting weaker. And with this special master now, a New Yorker, being appointed to look over how the FBI conducted the raid, which I think was sloppy and did violate a number of things, that looks to me like it's getting weaker. The January 6th thing, there's no question the White House has ordered Merrick Garland to find something. Find something. Just like uh, Letitia James in New York is trying to find something on Trump with the business angle. It's the same thing. Just find something. We got Al Capone on tax evasion. Get Trump on something. Now, if they try that and it's transparently ridiculous, as you just intimated it might be, that comes back on Biden because Biden's behind this. Biden wants Trump off the board. So I can't really make a prediction. I know what the Justice Department wants to do. I don't think the document thing is going to pan out. What do you think about this uh, race in Pennsylvania? This uh, John Fetterman and uh, Dr. Oz. Oz is upset, much like uh, here with Zeldin and uh, Hochul, about the lack of debates. Oz wants four or five debates. Fetterman has given none. There's also some concern about the real health of Fetterman. He suffered a stroke. He's walking around these days like Vinny the Chin up in <laughs> Pennsylvania. What are your thoughts on this uh, Oz and Fetterman race? Vinny the Chin in his pajamas. <laughs> He looks like a mess for a guy with a lot of money, by the way. Yeah, I don't like either of them. I don't live in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, obviously. It's a great state, but I don't like either of those guys. Um, I, I'm, maybe I'm being unfair. I don't know them. But none of the – look, if you're going to say, do you want to invite Oz or Fetterman to the Met game, 
I'm going to say, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but we need Dr. Raz to win, I guess, Bill. If we have Who's our. We? Well, I mean, uh, I shouldn't say we. I need Dr. Oz to win for my Republicans to take the Senate back in 2022. That's an interesting point. Okay, you could have Rudy Kazuti running, and if if it's between Rudy Kazuti, remember Rudy? Of course. Uh, When I was a little kid? (laughs) If it's between Rudy Kazuti and a progressive, I'm voting for Rudy Kazuti. Right, that's the point. Because the progressives are doing so much damage to the country, the state of New York, and the city of New York. Do you, do you think that the Republicans, I, I think the House is, is pretty uh, fait accompli. Do you think Republicans will win the Senate in 2022? Yes. You do? But again, that's just a speculative guess, educated. But I do think that the, the momentum is behind the Republican Party because of the insane economy. I mean, it's just insane out there now. And, and people... I don't think there's going to be a big turnout in the midterms. I think it's going to be shocking, mainly because a lot of Democrats, particularly the low-information people, aren't going to vote. They're, they're, they're not happy with their progressive people. So they'll stay home. They're not going to pull the lever for Republicans. So I think you're going to see not such a big turnout. That will help Republicans because of, you know, you know the Zuckerberg money and I get – the buses come take you, and here's 20 bucks, you know, vote for us, that, that kind of thing. That's going to be much less now than it was two years ago. All right. And uh, Trump, 2024, uh, every day, without him saying a word, I know you believe this, without him saying a word, he inches closer and closer to Pennsylvania Avenue, yes? Well, he's got to get through the legal stuff, which is what has um, constrained him so far. Um, there's a lot of strategizing going on. Look, Donald Trump wants to run again. Payback, like we were talking about, that's what he wants. Uh, Vindication, all of that. Um, But there's a lot of, it's not that easy to do now with his uh, persona and, and the way the country is. So he's wise to keep raising money, not to announce, to see how this other stuff is going to play out. But he certainly wants to run again. All right, fair enough. Listen, last night was special. Every Thursday, you're special. I can't tell you enough how much I love you, and Bernie, too, by the way. So thank you for this. Thank you for every week. Thank you for making WABC great, especially our morning show. We love you, Bill. Thank you so much. All right, Sid. Talk soon. All right, there he is. Oh, by the way, uh, September 27th, the uh, the Killing of the Legends comes out, right? Yeah, t- 27th, uh, less than two weeks. You can pre-order it on BillOReilly.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. will be the most controversial book of the year, Killing the Legends, The Lethal Danger of Celebrity. Is that your best book yet? It's the most contemporized. It's cultural history. And these men influence the way we live, all three of them. And people don't know that. And what happened to them, all of them, is horrendous. Yes. True. That is true. It's a great book. People are going to love it. And thank you for helping with my book as well. Bill, you're the best. Enjoy your Thursday, buddy. Thank you. Jesus. My man, Bill O'Reilly, right there, folks. Check him out later on tonight at 9 o'clock. He really is. He's such a great guy. You know, I spend time with Bill now outside the radio station. He is such a great guy. He really is. And a magnificent, magnificent talent. We will come back. A lot more interesting guests. A lot more to do. 
the fourth and final hour of the Thursday edition of Bernie and Sid about to come your way.